Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Johnny, and welcome to episode 54 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm with a friend that I met in Saigon, uh, Tung Tran from cloudliving.com. Hey, Tung. Hey, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Hey, I wanted to have Tung on the show <laughs> for so long, and actually, this uh, more than 10 people have requested him to be... Uh, to be on their podcast for interviews, uh, including a documentary, and and he's turned all of them down. So I'm so excited to have him on the show because he has the one of the most incredible stories uh, for an entrepreneur. Uh, he grew up in. Is it, did you grow up in Ho Chi Minh City? No, I, I grew up in Lansun, a mountainous area above Hanoi. Okay, so he yeah. so Tung basically grew up. I mean, in Vietnam and taught himself how to use the internet he taught himself english he taught himself how to make money online and at when he was even when he was 19 he was make he was doing better than literally every single person i knew uh working online so that is going to be today's story uh so tong how old were you when you first got started um i was uh 15 when i when i built my my first online business and what business was that um Actually, it it wasn't a real business. I I just learned about how to make money with up, uploading files. So it's like I upload something to the internet and I share it on online forums and then blogs and then people download the files and then I get the money. Okay, so who pays you uh, the money for that? The the hosting. Okay, so it's kind of like. You know, I think when I first started as well, I was doing a lot of like torrent stuff and yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's a that was a great way to get started as a, as a young fifteen year old. And since then, you know, tongue uh, and myself have been doing a lot more just you know real viable businesses. But you know what? When you're fifteen uh, and you're just getting started, that's you know perfectly normal and cool to start with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, after that, what was what was your next business? Um, I I did that for almost uh, one year, and and then I realized that that wasn't a long term business. So, and at, at the time, I've I had been uh, building website and and doing SEO for like four years. So I only I already have the skill set to build websites and and get traffic to my websites. So um, I read a lot about affiliate marketing from one of the friends in Vietnam, and he he was kind of the leader of the affiliate marketers team in in Vietnam. So I um, I learned a lot from him, and I started to apply what what he what he taught on the blog, mm-hmm. and then I started to make money with affiliate marketing from. From that point. So, for the people that don't know what affiliate uh, marketing is, uh, so the probably the most common example is making a simple blog or website where you ha- you list Amazon affiliate products for sale, and yeah. Amazon pays you. You don't have to, you know, 
uh, have any inventory, you don't ship anything. It's actually a lot. It's a lot easier than drop shipping because you don't even have to collect the money. Basically, you have have a link to a product on Amazon, and someone buys it, then they Amazon gives you commission for it. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna ask Tung how he got started and what exactly it was. But I just want to let everyone know that Tung is one of the most successful people I've ever met or I've even heard of uh, for with Amazon affiliate sites. I know he sold a few sites. Uh, for a lot of money, including one that was over, he sold for over sixty thousand dollars. So he definitely knows what he's talking about. How did you get started with that? That's not my. That's not my website. Okay. Well, so you've sold a lot of sites. How how much have you made selling your sites? Um, it's around twenty k. Okay, twenty thousand dollars per site, which is still a ton of money. Yeah. And how much do these sites cost to to make? Um, each website costs costs that. Like five hundred dollars to start. Okay, and can you kind of just kind of go into a little bit how how you started with this and how you know kind of behind behind the scenes? So I, I started my first website in English about four years ago. It was a website about technology and and it's kind of mix. I kind of mix everything on it, like WordPress, blogging, technology. So the first product I promoted was Who Themes. Okay, so for the who's those don't who know uh, a Who Theme is basically when you make a WordPress site, either a blog or a website, uh, and you want to make it look nice. You know, instead of doing all the code yourself and the HTML yourself, you can just buy a theme. And how much do these themes sell for? Yeah, it um, they were sold for seven seventy dollars. Okay, and how it's, much commission do you get for per theme sold? Um, I think I got fifty uh, percent. Okay, so that's so that's pretty good, and you don't you basically don't have to do any of the work. Yeah. Okay. So then, so you first started with with who themes, and then how did that progress? Um, and then I I built a few more websites, and at the time SEO was really easy, and I was able to rank for really competitive keywords like how to blog and how to start a blog, mm-hmm. and I did rank number one for how to blog and how to start a blog, and I made a lot of money promoting hosting. Okay. And all other WordPress-related products like WooThemes, WordPress plugins, and things like that. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, when you say that SEO used to be really easy, um, a lot has changed since then. I mean, how long ago was this? Um, three years ago. So, um, how did you get those to rank back then, and how are things different now? So, at the time, there were two biggest blog networks called Build My Rank and Authority Link Network, where I just need to submit my articles, and then my articles get published on uh, on these blog networks, and and I I could build a lot of links to my website really quickly and. It really helps the ranking. Okay, nice. Yeah. And then, so now, uh, did, so what? What has changed now with Google, where you can't do that anymore? Um. So for the past two years, I've been building websites and ranking them using private blog network, which did work really well. And but recently, Google rolled out many news updates and P- PBN private blog network. 
no longer works for me. So I'm now trying to do white hat SEO. Okay. So some of these terms that people might not be familiar with. uh, So a PBN or private blog network is basically where people buy a bunch of either expired domains or even create new sites where uh, they make, you know, it's almost like having 20 websites recommend your product because these 20 websites all have links uh, to, you know, let's say, could, could we use one of your, one of your sites, uh, your product's example was the, the adjustable dumbbells that Tong writes about on his blog. That's my website. Okay. So he, you know, would have, you know, these, let's say these 20 different uh, websites in his private blog network uh, all have a link saying best adjustable dumbbells and a link to his site. And that used to work extremely well. So people built all these, you know, big networks of blogs, uh, but Google was very smart. So now they cracked on it. And now what Tong is doing is what we call white hat SEO, which all that means is no more shortcuts, you know, kind of he's just doing what Google wants. Can you explain yeah. a little bit about what currently works, what, what, you know, and I guess what will always work? Yeah, um, I think we, from now on, we should just focus on high quality content and why had SEO like outreach to web, webmaster and build the connection with them and then ask them for the link. And hopefully they, they will give give us a link. And that could be the hardest ways to build backlinks. But I I think that would be a long term plan for uh SEO right now. And I barely get started, so I don't know. I'm just learning. But we know so one thing I really like is when you mentioned, you know, having uh, high quality content. <laughs> what's really, yeah. I think, what's really funny, almost ironic, is if you look at Tung's uh, site, his blog, cloudliving.com, his English and his content is much better than johnnyfd.com. <laughs> and, you know, I was born in the US and I went to a good college, and it's insane that his content is a hundred times better than mine. His spelling is better than mine. His grammar is better than mine. How did you, how did this come about? Cause you, cause English is not your first language. Yeah. As you can tell that from my voice. <laughs> so actually I've been practicing writing for, for over four years when I, from when I started my first blog about technology and I've been practicing English especially writing like every day for four years so it just naturally get good at writing and how did you how did you first learn english i learned a bit of basic english from school but actually i'm trying to unlearn what i what i learned from school because they taught me basic grammar but they they taught me the wrong way to speak english and all the pronunciation and everything was wrong. So it is quite hard for me to speak English right now. So I'm trying to unlearn and practice English every day. I think one of the hard parts about growing up in Asia is the teachers, you know, so even though a lot of schools will have uh, the students learn English, they're not by native English speakers. Yeah. And I mean, so your so your teacher <laughs> in school, you know, was he Vietnamese? Yeah, Vietnamese. And, and, and he didn't speak perfect English. Yeah. So it makes it really difficult to to learn because and and that's why you know in Vietnam and Thailand and all these places people will take English classes for years 
But because even the teacher doesn't speak English properly, uh, it's it just and people don't practice it. It just doesn't. It, it it's very difficult to have good comprehension.、Uh, yeah. But I mean, I've heard that. I mean, basically, you taught yourself English. How, how did this、yeah. happen? Yeah, because、um, when I when I first the got start started with my technology blog, I I know I knew nothing about English and. How I learned was I just read a lot and I tried to imitate the sentences from other blog and try to combine them in, into one article, and then I will have someone like my reader or some of the friends that I trusted to review the, the articles and then give me advice on that. So. I've heard from a couple of our mutual friends. So me and Tung, we met when we were in Saigon. Uh, uh, Tung was just visiting there at the time. He was living up、uh, in the north in in、uh, Hanoi. Yeah. And you know we were hanging out. There's a big digital nomad scene、uh, in Saigon, and I was only there for maybe about three weeks or so. But you know me and Hung Tung、uh, hung out a bunch of times. Became good, pretty good friends. And afterwards,、uh, I. I, that's when I actually really heard、uh, about all the accomplishments that Tung <laughs> has done.、Uh, Tung is a very humble guy. You know, he's very soft-spoken,、um, a little bit shy, but extremely, extremely successful. I mean, I, I, I joked around as saying that Tung was, you know, the most successful internet entrepreneur in Vietnam.、Uh, and aside from the Flappy Birds guy, he, you know, he really <laughs> might be one of them, especially, you know, at his age.、Um, One of the the rumors that I've heard about you, Tung, from one of our mutual friends. I don't know how true it is, but basically, when he introduced when he when he talked about you, he said, Tung, you know,、uh, he built his you know first internet business when he was fifteen and made enough money to su- basically support not only yourself but you know but pay for your family or your college or something something it was something really big. Can you tell me the the kind of more about that? Um, I'm not sure where where did you heard about that, but I've been li- living financial financially independent independent from my family for for three years, even when I, I was in high school, and yes, it, it feels pretty good. That, I think that's awesome. Yeah, because, because when I when I was in high school, I I did make I did make quite a bit money and. That's that's one of the reason why people move to Southeast Asia because they want they want to reduce the cost of living and I, actually I'm I live in Southeast Asia so it's pretty easy for me to support myself when I was just making a few hundred dollars a month at, at the time. So I guess one of one of my questions is when you know how did your parents feel about you? Doing this internet business because it, I'm sure it's you know they had their own plans. They probably wanted you to go to college and get a normal job. What did they want from your life? And then what did you what have you done instead?、Um, yeah, at first they they really thought that I was crazy and I was scamming people on the internet. And it took it took me almost four years to finally convince them that I know what I'm doing and I can I can do things on my own. And and right now my family is very supportive to me, and and they allows me to do anything I want. How did they finally f- start trusting you? Because I know that's a big problem, you know, with 
I mean, even when I was up until very recently, until I was 30, my parents still didn't really trust me um, making money online. And they it's hard to explain to them what we're actually doing. And it wasn't until somebody gave them a paperback copy of my book. Uh, it was my first book, uh, 12 Weeks in Thailand. And now they have my second book, Life Changes Quick. Now they finally left me alone because they can physically see it. So it's not no longer a website, no longer a blog. It's a physical printed, you know, book that they can hold in their hand. And now they're like, okay, I I understand what he's doing. How, what finally convinced your parents? Um, I just started to act like someone they can trust. Like when I, I, when I was in high school, I didn't really want to get into college because I was making money as a town. But my, my, fa- my parents didn't know that and they really wanted me to get into high school, into university and, and started there for four years and get a job. But um, I, I really didn't want to do that. So, but um, but I, I, I knew that I needed to prove to them that I could do things on my own. So I still spent money I still spent time to make money but I was still studying a little bit to have enough knowledge to pass the entrance exam of the university that my family wanted me to get into so I actually passed the exam at a at quite quite good uh, score and I went into university for six months, and then I dropped out. And how did your parents feel about you dropping out? Um, they didn't trust me, trust me at all. <laughs> and I think the reason why they, they trust me was because after I got into university, I moved to Hanoi and lived on my own. I, I didn't ask for money from my parents, and and from that point, they they started to trust me and. It trust me that I could live on my own. So what what is an average, like a starting salary for um, in Vietnam, for like a kind of the minimum wage? Um, I would say it's about $300. $300 US. Yeah. And how, how long did it take you? How old were you when you started making more than $300 uh, online per month? Um. I think that was in high school when I was at grade 11, so it's like 16. So at 16 year, years old, you were already making more than a lot of adults in Vietnam. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, and it's definitely, you know, very inspiring because it's not, you know, it's not like you had, it's not like your, your parents taught you how to use the internet. It's not like you went to a, a gifted school to learn how to make money online. I mean... You basically taught yourself English. You taught yourself these internet skills, and you taught yourself uh, internet marketing. <laughs> and you, you know, basically moved out of your your parents' house and was able to support yourself at a very young age, which is very cool. Yeah. And I th- I think a lot of people that are in the twenties and thirties, or even some you know some people in the forties, listening to this, you know, I mean, obviously they want to make more than three hundred dollars a month online but they would they wish they had not only the confidence but also the the knowledge of you know to be able to do this 
and you basically proved it. You know that you don't even need to have English as your first language. You don't need a formal education, uh, and you know and. Uh, I honestly think that you know being in from Vietnam is actually a huge. It, it's a huge obstacle because, how like even even getting paid by let's say Amazon, how did you do that? I mean, because I know that they normally won't accept uh, somebody outside of the U.S., especially from Vietnam. How did you get around that? Yeah, that that was one of my big problem for a while, and then I found out a company called Pioneer.com. They basically are. A U.S. bank and they connect, they like PayPal, but but they also have the the function to for me to get paid to their account. Okay, and do you now? Do you also use PayPal, or are you still only using Pioneer? I use both. I use both PayPal and Pioneer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I know it's you know a little bit harder to get started, and I know Pioneer takes a lot of fees. But yeah. it's kind of like one of those. You kind of the only one of the only easy options if you you know if you grew up outside of the U.S. or outside of um, you know even like the U.K. or Australia. Uh, but I guess it's worth it, right? I guess you kind of have to yeah. do what you what you have to do. And the fee actually lower than PayPal, so it's pretty good. Oh, is it okay? I like it. <laughs> so I'm I'm taking a look at your About Us page on Cloud Living, and. At 13 years old, you built your first WordPress site. How? Yeah. How? What? What? What site was that, and how did you figure that out? Um, at the time, I just wanted to build a website for my class. It it was actually a, a forum for my my class, and I I searched on the internet about how to build a forum, and I bought the domain and the hosting, and then three months later, the company scammed me. And they closed out all my domains and hosting. Oh wow, that sucks. Yeah. What company was that? I don't remember. Oh, but it's no longer around anymore. Yeah, yeah. It was a small Vietnamese company. And yeah, that and that's another thing that we don't really have to deal with in the US is you know you know having these big hosting companies just go out of business and scam us. That that really sucks. How did you feel when that happened? Um, it was pretty terrible. <laughs> But you, you know, you picked yourself back up, and you're like, "I'm, I'm yeah. gonna make this happen, anyways." Yeah, but at the time, I, I wasn't trying to make money at all. I just, I, I was just curious about building websites and and writing about what I love. Mm-hmm. So I, I just do it naturally. And so you started uh, writing blogs about technology and and uh, online games, or yeah. I I was pretty active on on the gaming forums and I I was managing a pretty big online game forum at, at the time and yeah it it was a, a very good experience for me because I learned so much about about writing and how to interact with people online and you know it's funny about playing video games is it's one of those things where we think you know it was a big waste of our time just kind of growing up. But the only reason why I'm even decent with computers nowadays is because when I was 15, I had to basically build my first computer from scratch because I wanted to play Warcraft One. <laughs> and yeah. you know, my my sister's computer that she gave me, which was a which was a IBM DX2, so it wasn't even a Pentium yet. It was um, 
I, I, it was very slow. It wasn't even Celeron. It was before that came out. It was 66 hertz, or so, megahertz or something. <laughs> and it didn't have a sound card or a CD-ROM drive. Oh. And, you know, now I have a MacBook Air with no CD-ROM, and it's fine. But back then, you had to have a CD-ROM to install anything. So I had to use 20 floppy disks uh, and unzip it to install the game. And I still didn't have a sound card, so it would just beep. <laughs> and it, it, but it was because I really wanted to play this game that I forced myself to learn how to install more RAM, to you know, to basically reformat my computer and just and just make it fast enough to play this game. Uh, so you know, I do think that it's it's very smart for for kids to have these hobbies. Um, you know, because that's what got you, you know, started as well. Yeah, it's true. And so at 15, so that was when you were 13, you built your, your first WordPress site. And then when you were at 15, you started making money selling crack software and illegal videos yeah. and music. And, and I think it's very cool that you admit to that because I think a lot of people, you know, have been through that. And, you know, I would say almost everyone listening to this has probably downloaded a torrent or a, <laughs> something at some point. But, you know, it, that also teaches you a lot as well, right? Yeah. And when you were 17, you sold your second blog for what, – what blog was that? And how much did you sell it for? I, I sold it for $3,500. Okay. Yeah. And what, what kind of blog was that? Um, it, it was just a six pages website about how to start a blog. And I, I was making a lot of money with it, but, but then Google penalized. But then I, I needed to focus on my university exam, so I, I sold the website. But and sadly, mm-hmm. two months later, the website got penalized by Google. Okay. You know, and, and I think that's kind of the hard part about, you know, kind of chasing SEO, which is the search engine optimization. And that's why, you know, now people are moving kind of towards um, things that, you know, playing with Google's rules and kind of things that will last forever. Um, But at the same time, you know, when you are ahead of technology and you're kind of ahead of the game, you know, it's, there's definitely money to be made. I mean, you sold, so when you were 19, uh, you sold a site for, a, a couple, so you sold a couple of niche websites. I mean, how many how many sites have you sold in total now? Um, I sold about four websites, and uh, last last year around September, I sold one of my public case study website for ten ten k, and that that was when I I knew that I could do something big with with the internet. I think that's very. Cool. Which site was that? That that you public. It was a website. It just talk about it, uh, best adjustable dumbbells dot org. And I, I actually remember this because this when yeah. I when I um, was in Saigon. I think this is this had just happened pretty recently. And for those you know who basically want to check it out, it, the the site's still up. I guess someone else owns it now. Um, yeah. But it's basically a website with. That's you know maybe f- what six pages five or six pages six pages. And, no, it, it was twenty pages. Oh, it was twenty. <laughs> okay, so it was a pretty big site. But you know, basically, what it is is a bunch of reviews of what is the best adjustable dumbbell, and what that is is basically, you know, 
if a lot of people that want to work out at home, they don't want to have 50 different uh, dumbbells. So they want one that you can change the weights on. And I, I've seen these before because I had a friend who bought one, you know, and they're kind of confusing because you have to take the weights on and off of each one. So this site basically just reviews and compares all the different ones. You know, there's yep. one made by Bowflex, one by Wider, one by Iron Master, and it shows the reviews and, you know, the weight range, all you know, all these little things, which, you know, this site actually looks very nice and it's it actually has a lot of good information on there. How yeah. did you first get this information? Did you write it all yourself or did you outsource no, it? I actually found the keyword, build the website and outsource the articles to a writer from the Philippines. And how much did you pay the writer? I paid him $5 an article, around 500 words. Mm-hmm. So in total, this how much did this site cost you to build? Around uh, five five hundred dollars. Right. So this website five hundred bucks to build, and you didn't do any of the writing yourself, <laughs> and then you sold it for how much? I sold it for ten thousand dollars. To me, that that is so crazy. And the thing is, <laughs> you know, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this are like, you know, this sounds. It almost sounds like one of those things that you hear about, but you never actually met anyone who's done it. But because I know tongue in person, uh, and you know now I you know I do understand um, how much money could be made through Amazon affiliates and things like that. Because I actually I actually have some I wouldn't call them Amazon affiliate sites because they are actual blogs like my old Muay Thai blog uh, myfightcamp.com as an example. I have links to uh, Amazon products like. You know, I I think if you click on supplements and gear, you know I'll I'll recommend a couple of different things. I'll I'll recommend a couple of different uh, kettlebells and you know a couple of different products that were good for for Muay Thai and doing MMA. And if someone buys one, then I get credit for it. So I definitely know it works. And and I just think it's really cool that you made it a public case study uh, yeah. where people got to see you know exactly how you were building it. Yeah, and, and the cool thing is uh, many people followed my, my case study and they started to follow exactly what I did. And some of them made money with Amazon Affiliate uh, following my, my case study, so it was really good. And I, actually, I just published a, a success story from another guy in Vietnam. He followed everything I said on the blog and he's recently sold his website for 17k well very nice i i hope he took you out for a, a bowl for <laughs> <laughs> and uh that, i think that's that's so cool that he just i mean did he did he sign up for your course or did he just follow your public blog no he he just followed my public blog and he made seventeen thousand dollars from that yeah how does that feel for, from you know as a you know now now you're 20 how how old was this guy i'm curious um i think he's uh, 20 something he he just recently quit his job and and flew to chiang mai to attend dropship lifestyle with everyone so it's, it was really cool i i think that's awesome and here, i mean here's the thing is you have guys that are much older than you who have been through college already and you know they've had you know a lot of corporate jobs and you have some guys are you know in their 40s who read your blog and learn you know they're basically learning from a kid i mean like how cool is that yeah it's really cool 
And, you know, especially because, you know, I would say some of the readers of, of Chung's blog, not only are they, are they in their 30s or their 40s, but, you know, they were born and raised in the U.S. They, you know, they, you know, went to a nice college. And I think most of them probably don't even realize, you know, that they're learning, you know, from a kid that is self-taught taught in English, self-taught with internet business that, you know, was born and raised in Vietnam. And it's one of those things where you kind of ask yourself, is like, if Tung can do this, you know, why can't I? Yeah. Anyone can, can do this. So nowadays, what, like, what are you working on now? So right now, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on one of my new websites about acne, where I teach people how to treat acne the natural way. And I, I want to focus more on cloud living too. Okay, I like it a lot. And traveling-wise, you just got back from, uh, from, from Thailand. Uh, yeah. Me and Tung hung out here at the retreat. Uh, and what, where else did you go after that? Um, I met so many amazing people who, who's, who, who are doing great things. And I, I got so many ideas from them. But one of the things I, I learned last year was I needed to focus on one thing only. So I, even though that I, I learned so many things, right now I'm just focusing on my acne website and yeah. I, th- I think that's very smart. I, I kind of have the same problem where I get so excited about different things, especially because I meet so many people who are successful online. And yeah. you know, I'm always curious. I always pick their brain and ask them, oh, how do you how do, you do this? <laughs> uh, and they're happy to to teach you because in this community is one of those things where everyone's very kind of open and sharing and you know so everybody's been doing uh fba so which is fulfilled by amazon and i was so close to just you know spending eight thousand dollars and importing a bunch of products to sell on amazon (laughs) but then i realized i was like you know what what am i doing i'm going on vacation for three weeks to borneo i'm gonna be the jungle without internet and then i'm coming back and then I'm going to South Africa. And I was like, I don't have time to to start this whole new project. Let me just finish, you know, the things I'm working on on now. Yeah. Uh, so it's not, I'm not saying that I'm not going to do Amazon FBA. Uh, I'm still going to slowly research it and kind of, you know, kind of look into the niches and stuff. But I, I'm, I agree with Tung. You know, we just need to focus on our one core thing at a time. Yeah, that's true. You know, for, I mean, for example, uh, Terry Lynn, I want to give a shout out to him. Uh, he's the host of the Build My Online Store podcast. And for those who listen to my old podcast, um, he's kind of the, the, the inspiration of why I started, you know, because I was a guest on his show and I, I just thought it was fun. And I, and I really enjoyed, you know, being, you know, being on the show, but also learning from each other and interviewing each other. Uh, and basically, what he's done since since then is focused literally one hundred percent on his podcast, and that's why it does so well now. I mean, I think he, you know, his podcast is is super uh, super popular now, a lot more popular than mine even. And it's but but it's because he focuses almost one hundred percent on just his podcast, and while I do way too many random things. 
So for those who are, what advice would you give people that let's say, you know, there's somebody who, you know, kind of wants to just get started and they, they don't really know what to pick and what to do. What, what would you, what would you recommend to them? Um, my, my best advice for, for those who just get started is if you are not making enough money to support your life, try to get a job or a freelancer gig first before you get into online business because it could take time to start a business and you don't know if it could be successful or not. So try to save enough money or even move to Thailand or something to reduce your expense and then purchase one thing and focus on it until you succeed. That's very good advice. I like it. Uh, how did you become so wise at your age, Tongue? I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just try to hang out with uh, wiser people, people who, who are wiser than me. But you know, actually, I think it's really cool that, so what, one of my favorite things about Vietnam was how many local Vietnamese people, entrepreneurs there were, uh, that were hanging out with us and they're you know doing online business and there's you know they're not shy they're like well you know let's all become digital nomads while one of the things that's a little bit you know a little bit disheartening in in thailand is we don't actually know that many thai people <laughs> when we when we hang out here uh almost every single person i know is is western they're from england or the us or canada or australia and it's you know and there's very very few thai people who are who are entrepreneurs that that hang out with western people there's almost no integration i mean there's definitely thai programmers and developers uh but they they almost never hang out in the coffee shops and they never really kind of get to know us but in vietnam it was pretty the, pretty much opposite where you know there's always you know other vietnamese people hanging out too uh, yeah. what are your thoughts on that i think it is very good for for Vietnam and and maybe it it because is because uh, we're hungry and we need to <laughs> we need to make money and I don't know maybe just because of the culture. Well, one thing I actually do respect a lot about the Vietnamese culture is people are hustlers. Yeah, you know some people are hustlers in the bad way where they whip you off, <laughs> but you know you know and some people are hustlers in a way where they will try to sell you anything you know people will will try to sell you coke you know they'll they'll really try to sell you a coconut like in thailand you can buy a coconut but nobody's going to try to sell you one mm. while in vietnam people run up to you and say you sh- you know put this put this in your hand you know and they'll try to bargain with you i mean it was it was almost funny where every single day uh that i would pass by the same coconut lady on my way to the gym every single day i had to bargain the price down <laughs> and wow. I I would say to her after a week, I said, "Look, we have the same you know conversation every single day. Like, I know what the price is supposed to be. Why are you every day? Why are you trying to rip me off?" And I think it's the mentality where they're like, "You know what? You know, it d- doesn't cost me any money to hustle. And if I can get this guy to pay me more, then I'm gonna try." Yeah. And you know, but what? The, but when people take that same energy and put it towards good, which is what Tung's doing, he, you know, it really is the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's true. So I like it. Uh, I wanted to quickly ask you, 
what did you what do you prefer about living in vietnam and what did you like about thailand um actually i can say that i love vietnam because it's my country and one of the things i love about being in saigon is because it's so easy for me to get access to healthy foods and everything i need to live well and it's also good for me because i know the language and um i don't know but uh, i really like uh, living in hanoi because there there are so many online entrepreneurs in in hanoi and where i can i can hang out with uh, with my friends from the dc and and other communities every day in Saigon. So yeah, I would definitely Saigon say is, yeah. if someone's gonna go to Vietnam and they want to be with entrepreneurs, they need to go to Saigon, uh, yeah. which is Ho Chi Minh City, which nobody calls it Ho Chi Minh City. <laughs> yeah. What, and so Saigon versus Chiang Mai. What are your thoughts? Um, Saigon. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I I love both. The only the only city I. I didn't like in in Thailand was Bangkok, mm-hmm. which were pretty crazy and unhealthy for me. Mm-hmm. But I really like Chiang Mai, but I and I was language in Saigon, so Saigon. Okay, I like it. If you guys want to listen to my my thoughts on it, uh, me and Anton talked about it for an hour uh, on episode twenty six, which is Saigon versus Chiang Mai, which is the best location independent. <laughs> city for digital nomads <laughs> alright well Tung really appreciate you being on the show uh, do you have any last minute tips or advice that you want to give people um, I think anyone could make money online and if you want to do it just go for it and, and don't wait for, for anything to happen just go for what you want would you still recommend that people start with Amazon affiliate sites um yes if, yes but um it's, it's harder for to do SEO right now because all the way had SEO tactics aren't working well so if you want to start with Amazon affiliate affiliate right now try to try to do the SEO do the wired SEO okay so so do if you're gonna do uh, SEO do it legitimately do the white hat way because yeah. I mean one one thing that I actually noticed uh, pretty recently so I think a few weeks ago uh, Google had another update and, and, and Google's updating more often now it used to be like once every five years ten years that they would make yeah. a big change but now it seems like it's every few months yeah. and one thing I noticed with my dropshipping stores is I've been getting a lot more organic sales and a lot more organic traffic uh, these last couple of weeks and I didn't really know why it was until somebody had mentioned um, that Google had another update. And because I don't do any, you know, I basically, I only do white hat SEO. I, I, and that when I say that, I don't even really do any SEO. I kind of just have, you know, good content. I write unique descriptions for all my products. And yeah. the only links to my site are is someone is organically sharing it, you know, because they, they like it because it's, um, it's something that they want to share. Uh, and you know, Google really does like it when you have a real website that gets updated very often. And I think that's actually another big, 
a big boost is I'm constantly adding products. I'm constantly, you know, uh, writing um, new descriptions for my products and things like that. And it, it's basically good enough, to be honest. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people, they, they kind of over, they try too hard. And they kind of overthink it, and Google doesn't like that. You know, Google kind of just wants you to do the basics and just have a, a good site with good content that people actually want to visit. Yeah. Well, very cool. Uh, I want to give a shout out to everyone who has been leaving all these great reviews on the iTunes Store. Uh, it's sometimes I won't look at it for a few weeks, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, all these new ones will pop up. Will pop up. So, you know, big thank you to to everyone uh jay mitchell he says inspiration and real uh johnny is such down earth guy tells it as it is doesn't pull the punches and makes it attainable bought all of his books and look forward to all his podcasts so if you guys haven't read it yet please do read life changes quick uh it's 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 the story that i want to share with every single person reading this and all of your friends uh if you think you know what's been going on in my life this past year because you listen to the podcast you read my blog that's really kind of just the the tip of it in the book life changes quick i really go into detail about you know about the hardships that, that i've been through and you know it hopefully it'll make it easier for you guys when you guys get started with your with your entrepreneur journey so yeah. tongue Johnny, Johnny, i i read your book and i totally love it I, i'm really glad you did tongue yeah and it it was really inspired inspiring to me and yeah it's pretty, it's pretty good very cool. So if you guys want to keep in touch with Tung, uh, you can check out his website. It's cloudliving.com. If you want to read my book, it's lifechangesquick.com. And keep in touch, and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Tung. Thanks, Johnny. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.